The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco. Hunt Day edition here on week 11 of the NFL season. The Minnesota Vikings coming up on Sunday afternoon. And we're going to break it down for you today as Vikings offense, Cowboys defense, and we're going to hit some of the recent storylines surrounding this Dallas Cowboys ball club. But first, let me introduce the panel as always. Isaiah Stanback, our resident Super Bowl champ, our great Cowboys insider, Mr. Rob Phillips, and the always incredible, always smiling Heckma Harrison on the top right-hand corner of your screen. See, I'm going to frown the whole show now. Just because I said you smile all the time? <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> you're, you're a happy I'm guy. Sure. You're ahead, a happy Kyle. dude. That, there's nothing it, wrong with smiling. Let it happen. Let it happen, yeah, Kyle. Yeah, let just it let happen. it happen. Well, I, we've we've found nicknames, and I've found like a, a a go-to saying for every guy on this show. Oh. But the one that oh. I've lo- known the longest, I, it's harder to get the right thing because I could call you so many good things, but I, I got to find something that that comes oh. to me naturally. Well, you, we've Kyle Yeomans. I got a nickname for you. Don't you oh, say it. I got a nickname it. for you don't, don't after say yesterday. It. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> don't say I'm gonna it. I'm going to leave it alone. Come on, let's go. <laughs> I, I think Twitter's figured it out. We just we just haven't been able to announce it on this show. Oh no, this one this one yeah, would be like man. FCC rules, like not not okay. Like if if he were to say this nickname on you have air. no idea, Robbie. <laughs> hey, hey, are you a peanut butter and jelly guy or a peanut butter and jam guy? Oh my God! Say that again. Are you a peanut butter and jelly guy or a peanut butter and jam guy? Just wondering, just random question. All 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 jelly, baby. All okay. jelly. Just all uh, jelly. Rob mm. R- R- P. Yeah, same. I'm more of I'm more of a jam guy myself, if I have to say so. I'm more of a jam, more of a jam guy. But anyways, with that being said, let's go ahead and move on. Rob, I I was just asked on the fan a moment ago, and there's been a report that surfaced around the Dallas Cowboys, and it surfaced around Jalen Smith. I want to first know if you've read this because it came out early in the wee hours of the morning today, but. Jalen Smith potentially moved on from, depending on a contract situation and depending on the rest of the season. Have you heard anything like this report, and what do you think about what was said? I have not heard that report. What exactly was the report? So the report came from Dallas News today, and ultimately it said that depending on the rest of the season, the last seven games, that if Jalen Smith's play continues at the at the, the rate that it has been over the – first nine games of the season, then ultimately they would either have to take a pay cut or Jalen Smith would have to take a pay cut or they would move on from his contract and that would be a lot of dead weight on the cap, but they would still do it regardless. That's a report. Like I said, not confirmed from anybody here at DallasCowboys.com, but that's ultimately what Dallas News was saying. What do you think about the the prospects there on the topic of conversation? Well, that's that's actually kind of been out there as like scuttlebutt. Yeah. You know, uh, I think Albert Breer had a report yeah. a couple weeks back that you know, if things like the same thing, if the production or the way 
things are going continues the rest of the season, you could see him being an off-season cap cut, you know, and that's not, again, yeah, you're right, that's not confirmed by the team. In fact, every time a coach or an executive is asked about Jalen Smith, it's, he's a cornerstone, as Jerry said last week, or uh, he's having an outstanding season for us. So publicly what they're saying about him is they love his effort, and overall they like his production. Um, I think when you look at what the defense has done overall this season, it hasn't been good enough. And, you know, he's, he says it himself. He's the leader of the defense, especially when Leighton Vander Esch is out. So uh, it's, it's interesting. I mean, we'll just see how it goes the rest of the year. There is a lot of time left. There are seven games left for this defense to build on what they're doing. Um, and he's got to be a big part of that. And we're going to get into this matchup, and he's got to be a big part of this particular matchup, too, against Minnesota. Ekma? That's interesting, Kyle. I mean, I hadn't heard that, but I believe that from the contract that Jalen has, it's going to be really difficult to move him. Uh, and I don't see a Jalen Smith taking a pay cut, especially with the new contract that he just signed. Mm -hmm. um, so that, I mean, look, that would be an, an interesting dynamic, the way that we handled that. But, man, this defense has been so bad that everybody's just finding something to one guy after another to get rid of. And Jalen Smith has the light shined on him and has been for a while. And so I'm hoping, obviously, with an, if it's uh, he's got an audition for the next seven games, if this rumor is true uh, about that, then, man, he's got to play with his hair on fire. And it's got hopefully a lot of swiping from uh, the Smith. <laughs> Uh, speculation is speculation, man. Until we get some kind of confirmation, I don't think there's much to, much to say there. Everybody knows that Jalen hasn't been playing up to par, nor has anybody else on his defense. So um, I think everybody's up on notice, and that's that's the word. Now, Isaiah, with that being said, and you're talking about not only Jalen Smith playing bad on this defense, and yes, the defense has put together back-to-back -back great games. We've already addressed that on this show. But overall, the defense is still a bottom-five defense in the NFL is it a little unfair to to kind of give that kind of pressure, the the, the chip on the shoulder to a guy like Jalen Smith? I mean, I mean, we each have been critical of Jalen Smith throughout the year, but at the same time, is it all warranted? Uh, yes, it's warranted. Uh, reason why is because the check warrants it. Uh, as soon as you get that check, there's an expectation level that comes with the check. That's facts, whether you like it or not. Um, and when you don't meet those expectations that's the reason why you're starting to hear Zeke's name come up now right because Zeke got paid and all of a sudden his production goes down so people start saying well he's not playing up to what we what you know he's not he's not meeting what we're what, what his duties are for for his check you know if he, if he was making six hundred thousand dollars a year nobody's gonna say nothing right but they're not making that um reason why Crawford's name's coming up because he's not playing um nine million dollars worth of, of of credibility so these are the reasons why um that, that's what comes along with getting a big payday as everybody knows that as a player um you just got to show up and show out um, because you're proving yourself whether you're playing for a contract or you're playing underneath the contract every single day you got to show up you know and demark you can throw demarcus lawrence into that mix in terms of yeah. you know the criticism of, for him and i think he's overall had a good season even though the sacks aren't there the stats aren't there and i think early in the season the knee was bothering him and nobody cares about that, you know. That fans don't care about that, and that's just that just comes with the deal, comes with the money, as Isaiah said. And um, you know, we'll we'll just see with Jalen, you know, how he can progress the rest of the season. And you know, this is always what happens when the team struggles. I think we've talked about offensively. 
I think they're just looking at it from the standpoint of we can get healthy, we'll be back to being a number one offense. Defense, can they build on what they're doing, but they've got potential for a lot of changes defensively because especially in the back end, you've got a bunch of guys up on expiring deals. So um, like Isaiah said, like Heck said, this just comes with the territory when you're struggling. Heckman, whenever it comes to to tackles, I mean, we're talking about production. Yes, the film doesn't lie whenever it comes to Jalen Smith, Smith especially because whenever you look at the film, he looks lost. He looks out of communication. He just doesn't look like the leader and the guy that you need to step up on that defense. But on the stat sheet, I mean, he's fourth in the NFL in tackles right now with 89. But tell me why tackles don't always equal production. <laughs> That's... That's tough. I mean, because his numbers are up there, but then you turn on the film and you're like, well, okay. I mean, that's a tackle, but it's ten. It's a tackle ten yards past the line of scrimmage where you're tackling the guy's hip. You know, <laughs> and that's, but it still counts as a tackle. So um, I think for Jalen Smith, it's just been all of those things that we've talked about: not getting any push in the front line, having guys in his face, not being able to get to the ball, the penalties have also plagued him. You know, you watch the the, yeah. the Vikings and, and Chicago game. There was a, I think there was a time where Foles was hitting the head and there wasn't any flag and someone tweeted, hey, if that was Jalen Smith, that would have definitely been a flag. So, I mean, he just hadn't gotten any breaks at all. But, you know, tackling-wise, he, he, he is a guy uh, that, that makes a lot of tackles and I think that what kind of convolutes the whole subject of whether he's good or whether he's bad. But as a, you talk about those communication errors and assignment, alignment kind of deals, that's everybody. The whole defense, I mean, pre-snap, you're seeing these guys trying to point and move guys around to get uh, things aligned and it just hadn't been there for the defense. But Jalen is the guy that's definitely taking the brunt of the criticism now. What I would say is you're talking about the tackles, and yes, a lot of them are just down-the-field tackles, right? But I do think some of that's not on him, you know? And, you know, there's if we got to point to one thing that has really been the biggest issue, you could argue it's the interior defensive line. Some of that's been injuries. Some of that's been uh, production. And it's not all one guy, but I do think there's there's been situations where, you know, there's running backs and tight ends. They're they're up on Jalen Smith very quickly. And sometimes he's he's not getting off blocks, but sometimes he doesn't have much of a chance. And I think, you know, Neville Gallimore coming in, maybe, you know, Antoine Woods, we talked about him a couple days ago. Maybe they're shoring that up, and that will only help the linebackers going forward. Isaiah? Yeah, I mean, what, what Rob just said, Rob P just said it's true. Um, I mean, it's not it's not all on them. I think we've we ran these this defensive line into the ground, so we know. <laughs> I mean, we know where where the problems are, and we know that linebackers can't do their job effectively if they don't have a, a presence in, in front of them. So um, it, he does not deserve all the flack. Um, but you know, there's other things aside from just tackles that that you that you that you're held responsible for. There's coverage, there's communication, um, there's you know assignments in terms of being aligned properly. There's so many yeah. things that don't show up in the stat sheet, um, and I know it's hard for fans to understand because they just look for stats. There's so many things. I mean, there's, there's there's a reason why guys make special teams. You know, as guys make rosters based off of special teams, there's personal protectors back there that literally that's all they do, and they do it so well, and they communicate so well. But guess what? You never see their name show up on a stat sheet. Mm-hmm. But why are they on a team? Because they do their job effectively. So there's a lot more than just tackles um, that come with playing a linebacker position. Is you know, Kyle? Let me let me say this. It, 
let me say this, Kyle. It, it, the thing about Jalen Smith is in the NFL, you have so many great linebackers, good linebackers to judge him against. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got two really good linebackers coming uh, with this this Sunday, and Hendricks. that's yeah. yeah, Hendricks and Wilson. I mean, these guys are doing everything that you need from a linebacker position. That's covering guys, getting interceptions, uh, sacks, all of that, and so. Those are the things that when you look at Jalen Smith and you look at Leighton Vanderhesh, you go, well, wow, why aren't our linebackers playing like that? When you see a guy like Roquan Smith, you're like, wow, look at him running downhill, making tackles. So that's the thing that we are looking at with this defense is saying, okay, why aren't we getting any of that? But when you turn the tape on and you see a defensive lineman getting pushed 10 yards down the field, then that is the reason. So, I mean, I don't want to be the person that dumps all on Jalen Smith at one point, but at the same time, you know, you have that, like you said, the unfair assessment of the job that he's doing based off of the cause, cause and effect of other people not doing their jobs. Hey, hey, I can tell the holiday season's right around the corner. You up here window shopping already. <laughs> Babe, <laughs> how come I ain't got that TV? Why they got that TV and I ain't got that TV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just saying, man, you got plenty out there to look at, and it's like, wow, that's a linebacker, you know, so I want one of those, too. Now, Santa Claus could bring you a linebacker this year, maybe, <laughs> and if you want, I mean, potentially, but whenever, and, and Rob, I want you to, to start us off on this, but I want all of you to answer this question, but whenever it comes to the most disappointing player specifically on the roster now. Oh, I mean, God. we could talk about Dontari Poe, but he's not on the roster anymore. He's not necessarily a problem moving forward. But is Jalen Smith that player? And if it's not Jalen Smith, who would take that place? Oh, wow. uh, that's, that's a good geez. question there. Good question, KY. Mm. I mean, hey. I guess you got uh, P, to... P, be careful, P. Be careful, P. He's trying to get you in the principal's office, P. Yeah, I mean, why not? I guess, <laughs> fine. you know, I, I mean, I guess if you're talking about a guy that's, you know, the leader of the defense and, and like I said, and, and what they've, the way they've struggled against the run, the way they've struggled in space, I think, you know, you might have to say that. Heckman? <laughs> I'm going to go with what Rob said. Exactly what Rob just said. Word for word. Heckman just doesn't. Heckman just doesn't want to be called into the principal's office. We can talk negatively about players on this show, guys. We can do that. That's a possibility. It's a part of the. I show. understand. Isaiah I does understand. It all the but time. When, when it's, <laughs> I, I get it, man. It's just that the thing about it is when you're just historically bad, there are a lot of fingers to point at yeah. everybody. It's so, not wrong. I mean, that's the. It, it's just the thing about Taylor Smith. He's just taking the brunt of it, like. Five weeks ago, Don Terry Poe was taking the brunt of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it ain't just him. If you want to look at Xavier Woods, let's talk about Thompson. You know, we can even go to our rookie that we praise so much. He's given up a bunch of big plays as well. No so, doubt. I mean, there's enough blame to go around without just piling it all on one guy and saying, you are the biggest disappointment, yeah. my man. No, that's, that's a good true. point. <laughs> Isaiah? I'm going to go with what Heckma said. The exact <laughs> words. <laughs> you get on my nerves, y'all. <laughs> okay, so now let's, I'll bring positivity back into this just so everybody can, can have some more fun. But I'll bring positivity into it and flip that script. Who's been the most impressive and most improved player whenever it comes to this football team that's still on the roster right now? And I'm not talking about from year to year. I'm talking about from week one Hang on. to week nine. What's that? Hang on. 
you're going to drop that grenade. You got to fall on it too. What's oh, your yeah, answer? No, Jalen Smith's been the most disappointing for sure. Yeah, no, he's okay. That's why I asked okay. the question is because I think he's been the most disappointing. I would throw Zeke into that conversation as well. I, I on especially because of like Isaiah said earlier, you get that contract, you're going to have to have the pressure. And I think Zeke would definitely be in the conversation for most disappointing uh, through the first couple weeks of the season. But even with that being said, I have more faith that Zeke is somebody who could turn it around than I have faith that Jalen Smith could turn it around. So there's me falling on the grenade. But let me go ahead and ask that question again in terms of positivity. Who's the most improved player on this team, Isaiah? And is it on the offensive side or the defensive side of the football? Hmm. Most improved. Yeah. Ah. This is great radio here, my friend. Yeah, I know. You got to give me that question before we get on the air. Okay, Hackman, uh, <laughs> no. go for it. Yeah. <coughs> Man, I'm stuck too. I mean, if I'm looking at a guy that's the most improved, I'm, I'm just going to go out here, and this may not be the question, uh, the guy for this question, but Alden Smith. I mean, he's mm. been out of the league for four and a half years, so he's the most improved. He comes back. He's as, you know, the leader in the team in sacks, so... I guess that's the most improved. I could go with because everybody else, if you're talking about a guy from last season, yeah, I mean, there's really not a lot to go on, especially with all the injuries that we've had if, offensively. If I even go and say uh, Michael Gallup, you know, he's having a pretty good season, even with all the quarterback changes, then, you know, I'm just wishing on a star at this point because I don't have a lot to go on. <laughs> Give me uh, Cedric Wilson. Nice. Said. Good one. Yeah. Big said. I mean, the volume of plays isn't the same as some of the top three receivers, but what he's done when he's been in there and his name and number has been called has been impressive in a lot of different ways. Special teams, obviously, as a pass catcher, a quarterback in a couple plays and running into rounds and a lot of different ways they've used him. It's been impressive. See, and Rob, the, the funny thing, Rob, I, the thing is, I wasn't going to say it. In, in the back of my head, I'm like, the only person that was coming to my mind was, was Noah Brown. Mm. Mm. That's 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 literally the only person that when he asks that question, I'm like, eh, and I'm trying to run through my Rolodex of plays. Every time he comes to the game, he's effective. He's been effective. Both of those guys, right? So, I, I, that that I guess if I Noah Brown would be my answer. Um, unfortunately, he hasn't seen a lot of plays, but when he's in there, he's blocking. When he's in there, he's making nothing but first downs, right? In some critical situations for oh. us. So, um, yeah, that's that's my I guess that's my pick. Our tight end, I, what, how Mr. I, Dalton Schultz. That's Dalton Schultz. I mean, come on, Kyle. Like it's like I'm with I'm with Isaiah. If we had had this question before the show, we might have. Well, that's why we talk yes. about it on the show, because we can think through it and we can have these different conversations and bring up these names. Oh, okay. I was there thinking you go. Dalton Schultz. There I like go. Dalton Schultz a lot. What about D Law? Do you think D Law could be in that conversation from week one to week nine in terms of maybe the fire that he's played no. with and the energy? No. no. Why? No, no, because that's a decision. It's been a Pro Bowl mm. twice. That's, That's a decision. Playing with fire and playing with energy is a decision you make. I'm going to show up today and play with energy or I'm not. That has nothing to do with your effectiveness. And I know he plays hard. No no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He plays hard. But from the last time I checked, playing hard don't get you picked first on the doggone playground. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, he, you know he, he, we appreciate his effort, and I think he's getting better. But, you know, that's not, what you, that's not the conversation you want revolving around, you know, your franchise player. That's a good point. What about – and Rob brought up Cedric Wilson. What about Donovan Wilson on the defensive side? You think Donovan Wilson could be in that conversation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing about Donovan is we haven't really seen him. Yeah. You know, we've seen, we've seen Noah Brown. We've seen um, 
we've seen Cedric Wilson before he's gotten hurt a couple times, but yeah, I, I, absolutely. Now I, I, they're still kind of rotating guys back mm-hmm. there at safety, but he just, he, he did this at A&M. He just finds a way to be around the football and uh, they need more of that at the safety position, at the cornerback position for sure. No doubt about that. Yeah, I, like gotta... I like Donovan. I like Donovan. I like Donovan is tackling uh, ability coverage. I think sometimes he gets lost in space, but you're right. I mean, he's one of those guys that you could say is, is an improvement. He's making improvements on the defense. Isaiah? Mm. Yeah. Isaiah, nah. you, were, you were the worst. Nah. You were the worst radio Earl, today. Right? What are you? Are you? <laughs> yeah. Are you awake, uh, Isaiah? Can we? Can we get some energy I, out of I you? Mean, Where have I mean, you you're been? Trying to, you're, you're trying to. You're trying to force me to say something amazing about people that I just. No, don't, if you I disagree, then disagree, amazing. my friend. Just, just let it ride. I don't. I don't agree. I mean, we're trying to. These guys, our secondary is not good. So, okay. yeah. I mean, that's that's what I got. You know, I'm not going to talk about most improved when they haven't improved on their coverage skills. Yes, your job, number one, is to cover. Number two yeah. is to tackle. So <laughs> if, you're, if your number one job isn't going well, I can't say that you're most improved. That's just our facts. Sorry. There you that's go. what I got. You can disagree. That's a, that's allowed on this show, Isaiah. Don't worry. Yeah, drop that sharpie like it's a <laughs> and mic. And drop the mic. Yeah, drop that like it needs to be the mic. Anyways, we're going to take a break. We're going to give <laughs> Isaiah five-hour energy, and we're going to be right back here on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. 
Whether you're watching from home wow. or cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and find the perfect Essilor lens for you. See more, do more Essilor. As always, sponsoring us here on Talking Cowboys into segment numero dos here on this Wednesday. Fantastic day outside and continuing the beautiful weather here this fall. And it's football weather here in Texas, but not really. It really hasn't gotten cold yet, which is kind of interesting. I'm I'm waiting for that cold front to come through, and then it doesn't really let up. It has not gotten that cold. It's gotten cold for like the one day we were outside. That was like the coldest that, that's day. That's a problem. True that. And then that was about it. I mean, I like the cold, so I like wearing jackets and whatever the gear is that that we end up having and stuff like that. But Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Heck Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans, and guys, I, we got an up close and personal look at that Monday night football showing from the. Kirk Cousins-led Minnesota Vikings offense. And, of course, today we are previewing the offense and and talking about their matchup with this Cowboys defense. We just ran through a bunch of names defensively that were either impressive or not so impressive on that side of the football. But whenever it comes to this offense from the Vikings, you got to start with Dalvin Cook, right? I mean, that's where the the beginning, the the middle, the end is whenever it comes to to the Vikings attack and Isaiah I mean whenever it comes to Dalvin Cook you talk about a dominant back and someone that scares you to death in terms of the rush defense that the Cowboys have flashed throughout the first nine weeks of the season he might be the number one candidate to torch that right yeah he's he's pretty dangerous uh, so when you look at running backs and all the intangibles that you want them to have he literally checks every box mm-hmm. um, he, he's compact he's 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 he got some size to him he has he has quickness he has you know long speed he has power um, he can run routes he can catch the ball I mean he he literally checks every box and he provides a problem for every team that he faces um, you you match that up with a with an offensive scheme that works perfectly for him in terms of the zone uh, blocking scheme with these offensive linemen that are aggressive and nasty and they're disciplined and they do their job and they work not only they work from the first level all the way up to the third level I mean he provides a problem and even when he's not running the ball on the ground they, they want to spread you out and use all their weapons that they have at receiver that we'll get to as well and then you all of a sudden you're isolating him on a linebacker like Jalen Smith or a linebacker like Van Der Esch and you're expecting those guys to cover him with you know 53 yards of, of width on the field you know <laughs> for him to work with it's, it's it's a problem and um you know we have our hands full this week once again good old good old Dalvin Cook man <laughs> I tell you we call hey man call it they should call him cookie cutter because that's the way he goes through uh, defenses. He's very hmm. patient. I, I love that about him. And then, I mean, his, his sudden explosiveness is one thing that makes him uh, a difference uh, for for the Minnesota Vikings. But you know, the, the they have the perfect offensive scheme for him. That zone run is just you know all about picking up three, four, and then next thing you know, he's busting one for forty yards. And so, I'm really interested to see uh, how Coach Nolan uh, attacks this offense and just knowing how patient they are. Kirk Cousins is one of my least favorite quarterbacks. I think he's been overrated for a very long time and not best because he played for the Washington football team, but I just think that he's overrated and I've never liked the comparison between Cousins and Dak and I was really looking forward to this matchup so that Dak could just outduel him uh, in this game, but we owe Minnesota from last year because man, when they were at AT AT&T last year, they ran it down our throat and they did a really good job of making our linebackers and defensive line look like they weren't there. So 
Yay! McKinnon <laughs> and Dalvin Cook is the no, is the number one rusher uh, in the NFL. So he has to be licking his chops and looking across the, the line at at Ezekiel uh, Elliott like I'm what you used to be. So mm. Zeke has got to have take some some pride in this game also because Dalvin Cook is the league leading uh, rusher. I love this matchup. I don't know if the Cowboys love this matchup, but I love this matchup because we're going to find out just how far the defense has come in the last two weeks. Very true. Right. Just, I mean, you talk about a litmus test. He is the best back in the NFL this year in terms of production, and you watch him on tape, how explosive he is, uh, how the yards after contact, you know, he, he got met at the line of scrimmage on Monday night by Roquan Smith, who's a top linebacker in this league, and just dragged him forward for three yards. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, yeah. he's got a perfect blend of everything you want um, in a running back. And, and Heck mentioned the game last year when the Cowboys lost 28-24 to Minnesota. I thought they did a pretty good job against him running the ball. I think he was under 100 yards, just like he was on Monday night. Still 97, though. He had... It's still 97. It took him almost 30 carries to get it. However, he had two screen catches early in the game Mm -hmm. of almost 30 yards that led to two touchdowns early for Minnesota, and they kind of didn't look back. And that's that's the whole part of his game that you've got to be ready for. And if you guys watched Isaiah's film room um, on yesterday, that's that's something you got to account for too. There was a play you guys drew up where. You get a, a, a. We talked about linebackers in the first segment. You get a linebacker in space on Dalvin Cook, and that can be a major problem. So they've got to be ready for a lot of touches for him. You know, maybe upwards of 30 carries potentially, depending on how the game goes. But they're also going to try to get him involved in the screen game too. He had 30 carries on Monday Night Football. Had 26 last year against the Cowboys for 97 yards. So they did, like you said, Rob, they held him under four yards to carry. He did have a touchdown on the ground. But you mentioned his threat as a receiver. Seven receptions, 86 yards in that football game. So he was up over 170 yards in terms of total offense. Plus, Alexander Madison behind him, not a bad one-two punch whenever it comes to the substitutions that you have tailback-wise. But that's the thing about... Dalvin Cook is that he's a threat out of the backfield. He's a great runner at the same time, and you're not going to take him down on the first hit, Isaiah. You talked about that yesterday on your film session that you can go find on DallasCowboys.com. But you can go and look at the just the the pure running, the pure strength, and then the speed to close from Dalvin Cook. Is this the most dynamic back? I mean, this is probably an easy question to answer, but is this the most dynamic back that we've seen this season in terms of out of the backfield, along with just pure running ability? Yeah, I mean, I mean, for people in Dallas Nation, I mean, it reminds you of Zeke from a couple years ago, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, when Zeke had that juice, and nobody was questioning his breakaway speed, right? When, yeah. when you know, Zeke will he'll run over you if you want to meet him in a hole. Um, he'll beat you to the outside. He'll 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 bend the block on you and take it all the way to the house. Um, but he's he's like a younger Zeke with better hands, right? I mean, this guy not only you know whenever we talk about running backs catching the ball is usually in the context of, of screens. They're not just throwing screens at him. These guys are lining him up wide as a receiver, as a split-out receiver, and running routes, slants, and outs, and under routes, and and option routes. And they're giving he he is versatile, and he presents a problem, man. Like a, I don't know what you do against this dude aside from trying to play underneath the zone and try to make <laughs> sure that you keep as many guys in the box as possible. But then you start running into issues with their passing game. So. 
Yeah, you give it up. Scheme right now, boy. That <laughs> underneath zone may be the only thing. That may be the only thing that works for you, but yeah. he's not a he's they're not disguising him when they split him out wide. He no. is a viable option in this offense. But Kyle, when you ask that question about have we seen anything similar to it, we, we have to I don't want to thank our lucky stars because the guy got hurt. But Nick Chubb, when he went out versus mm-hmm. Cleveland, he could have been uh that guy. But then they pulled in another guy after him that was just as good. And I, I think And then another that, guy. And another guy, <laughs> and another guy. And another, and another guy. And so another. uh and so when you talk about comparisons between something we've seen before, we talked about this before the show, and that being uh, the Kevin Stefanski offense with Cleveland and just the zone scheme and how much trouble we had with that. So that was that was a nightmare game for the Cowboys defense. But just knowing what they're going to present to us, that you know our defense has got to play very sound and very disciplined in this game. He just scared me, heck. He just scared me pretty good on that comparison because that's a good one. Because, I mean – they're both kind of old school style offenses where they, they are they make no bones about it. Cleveland and Minnesota, we're going to run first, we're going to run at you, and then we're going to use play action and, and try to get our receivers to beat you deep. And boy, that happened against Dallas against Cleveland a couple weeks back for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Who on this defense, whenever it comes to specific players, has to play the game of their life to try and slow down? And I'm not going to say stop because you're not going to stop Dalvin Cook. But slow down Dalvin Cook to the tune of under 100 yards total in the game. Who has to play the best game they've had of their career in order to do so? The entire defensive line. I can't go with one player. Yeah. When, when you're playing against a zone, a zone running scheme, the entire defensive line has to play discipline and they have to play stout. Right? They can't get moved either back or laterally. You cannot. You can't you can't just let these guys have their way and move you around on this offensive line. And also the linebackers have to play discipline. We were talking about it before the show. You know, the, the thing that's a, that goes along with the zone scheme, and for those that are football connoisseurs, think about um, you know, Terrell Ter- Davis, right? Back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. And you know, it, it, you know, like Heckman alluded to, it's three yards, it's four yards, it's two yards, right? And they're patient and they're patient. And then all of a sudden as a linebacker, you're like, Man, I'm tired of being patient, man. I'm going to make the play. And as soon as you over pursue on the zone, they're mm-hmm. right out the backside. And that's when you that's why you see mm-hmm. Cook with all these big runs, right? It's not it's not by chance. It's not lucky that he just keeps having these big 40, 70, 80 yard runs. He that is by scheme. They are gonna wear you down and wear on your patience. And to the point where you're like, man, I forget this. I'm going to make a play. I'm tired of these guys getting four yards a pop. And then that's when they that's when they get you. Oh, and how many times have we talked about that with the Cowboys defense, man? When things are going <laughs> well, it's free it's freelancing and it's not gap integrity and all that good stuff. So yeah, you gotta be on your screws this week, no doubt. I think, Rob, you brought up the best point uh, about how, yes, we've seen improvement. I mean, that's obvious just based off of the first seven games of the year than what we've seen the last two weeks now with Philly and Pittsburgh. And even then, whenever it comes to the rush defense or the, the rushing defense, you look at Philadelphia and Boston Scott, sure, he's a matchup problem, but he's not a top-level back. Same thing with James Conner. Like, James Conner could be a top-level back, but he's having a down year specifically. This is where you're going to find out just how impressive this defense, or not even impressive, but just improved this defense has been over the last couple weeks of the season. We're going to step aside for our final break. When we come back, we'll look at the passing game for Minnesota and just how scary is Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen on the edge when we return here on Talking Cowboys. 
We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Whether you're listening to music while you work out, watching highlights, or trading fantasy draft players, Bose Quiet Comfort Earbuds let you experience audio in a whole new way. Bose Quiet Comfort Earbuds are the official earbuds of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, so Essilor has the the goggles, and then Heckma's given the Bose <laughs> point on, on the screen. I like that. I guess we've got it both ways now. Anyways, final segment here of Talking yeah, Cowboys, and we just got some news that some guy who might be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys decided to move up his press conference, so just interrupting our, our streaming time, unfortunately. So I'm going to ask a quick question whenever it comes to this offense, and we'll even hit this a little tomorrow just to get it all taken care of, but when it comes to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, this is another duo that's scary on the edge, but just how scary are they, Heckma, in terms of the, the matchup that they've got with our secondary? Yeah, Justin Jefferson, 22nd pick in the, in the draft, man. And he may be coming into this game a little pissed off thinking about us taking C.D. Lamb over him. I mean, mm. he's a guy that was coming off of a national, coming off of a chip, you know. And they beat Oklahoma actually in the playoffs. So, uh, Justin Jefferson is smooth, man. He plays with, a, you know, he, he's a lot to get, get the gap. That's my guy, uh, Justin Jefferson. But also Thielen. Is also very incredible. I, I mean, I compare comparing him to the receivers uh, for the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, he's smooth. He's a tactician. He does it all. So, I mean, there our secondary, which is already a problem. These guys are going to have to play together and do a really good job of just zoning these guys out and keeping things in front of them. But still, I mean, it's going to be a challenge. And also, they're tight end uh, for our linebackers. So, mm-hmm. uh, this is not a matchup that you go into with a lot to to, to hope for. You just want your guys to be assigned and sound and, and hopefully uh, you know stop the big play which they're pretty much number one in making big plays 
Rob? I'm just going to say scary. That's it. Scary. That's my only word I have. We'll get to the rest tomorrow. <laughs> scary, scary. I Rob. concur. Double scary. Scary, scary. <laughs> yep. Did I take up all the time? No, Did I yeah. take up all the time? Uh, I thought I was talking pretty fast. We, we, nodding, yes. we didn't really have that much time anyways <laughs> to start with, so it's unfortunate. It, you didn't take up all the time. We just didn't have any. But that's going to do it here for Talking Cowboys. We've got to get away because of Mike McCarthy's press conference coming up in less than five minutes here on DallasCowboys.com and the various streaming platforms. But for today, for Chris Beam in the back, for Heckma Harrison, for Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow, 9.15 on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!